0: Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done.
1: I'm Tim Chen, host of the show so you can use your iPad in like clamshell mode so like you can close up the magic keyboard and if you have like an external keyboard and trackpad you can control it that way with a with an external monitor it basically the magnets that tell the screen to lock don't lock if like it's plugged into a monitor it's a nice feature but the really bad thing about it is you have to remember to lock your device when you walk away or you'll do what I did the other night and leave it on unplug it from the power cable stays on overnight you come in and your iPad's dead Welcome back to another episode of iPad Pros. We continue our journey deep diving
0: into the Magic Keyboard on this episode with our guest today, Chris Lawley. We dive into the Magic Keyboard, what we like, what we might not like about it, and we discuss a lot of other things. This episode has a lot of different tangents and different paths we take, so I hope you enjoy this a little bit longer episode of iPad Pros. As a reminder, if you want to support this podcast, head over to patreon.com slash iPad Pros. That's where you can financially support the show. Even a dollar is of great help. So head over to patreon.com slash iPad Pros. Another way you can support this podcast by heading over to Apple Podcasts and leaving a review. Every review helps the show be more and more discoverable, helping others discover the show. You can send your feedback to me at Podcast at gmail.com. With that, here's my interview with Chris. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Podcast Chris. Hey, thanks for having me back. I am uh, super
1: excited about this.
0: Absolutely. I've been wanting to find someone to chat about magic keyboard and you seem like the perfect someone because uh, you are really into keyboards and also the iPad as we all know.
1: Yes, I am a huge keyboard nerd and it kind of just like popped out of nowhere that I got really into like th- I started caring about keyboards. Like I used to use just like whatever cheap $20 keyboard I could get my hands on but like out of nowhere I really started caring about mechanical keyboards and all that stuff and the magic keyboard oh I have thoughts on it
0: indeed and yeah today we're just me mainly just diving into magic keyboard and I guess keyboards in general yeah what I guess to start what's your background or experience with keyboards what's your evolution been have you you know you started on the Mac obviously and what kind of What's your keyboard story?
1: Actually, I th- we could probably go back a little bit further than that. Um, my dad was really worked in an IT department for a really long time, and my summers I used to go to his office and basically build computers. They were PCs. Uh, I didn't touch a Mac until about two thousand six or seven. I think it was seven. Yep. Me um, too. So, so, like, I, I, I built a lot of PCs and I, they had all those old school um, I don't know if you remember these but the IBM mechanical keyboards with PS2 uh, like the, the PS2 cable and all that stuff yeah like, yeah um, so that was probably like my first mechanical keyboard experience but it, it didn't really, like, grab me at the time. It was probably, like, three or four years ago now that I got my first mechanical keyboard, the Code Mechanical Keyboard, and that just changed me. That broke me. I, I can't go back to, like, the cheap $20 keyboards anymore. Like, I, I just the the feel of a mechanical keyboard I really care about. Portability-wise, they're terrible, so that's where something like the Magic Keyboard comes in. Right. But, yeah, I've had a few different mechanical keyboards over the years now. Um, my current favorite one is the Key on k2 uh mostly because it's wireless uh it's 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 a really nice keyboard uh, and i like the look of it it kind of has that old school like 90s era keyboard look but made to look modern kind of thing the retro modern look if that makes any sense whatsoever and those mechanical keyboards can get rather pricey as well what's that one run i think i got it on sale it was like 60 bucks 70 bucks something like not that bad. it's not yeah. the full one yeah but they can get really pricey i know like the code mechanical keyboards they can get up there pretty high the trick is if you don't need the number pad you can save yourself a lot of money by getting one without the number pad
0: yeah my first apple keyboard experience was I got the MacBook Pro, the 17-inch with that keyboard, and I also got the external at the time, that white, dust-prone extended keyboard with the number pad on it. Oh, yeah, okay, and yeah, those were decent keyboards, uh, even though the the dust it did get a little grimy, but it was nice having. That full-size external bluetooth keyboard back in the day
1: yeah i used to take i had the the apple wireless keyboard the first one that you put like double a batteries into it yep. and then they, they the one right before the magic keyboard that one used to get dirty all the time what i would do is i'd take the batteries out and take one of those mr clean magic erasers and just wipe it down and that did a really good job of making it look like new again actually that works on the magic keyboard not the ipad magic keyboard but like the external wireless magic keyboard that you can get mm-hmm for the mac okay. that works really well for that one too so yeah pro tip i guess i don't know <laughs> and then yeah ipads i
0: own the keyboard dock back in 2010 Those i got all the accessories from apple back in the day and that was a nifty little piece of kit which i used a lot with my ipod touch at the time as well
1: i have one of those just right out of arm's reach just to the right of me right now I that that thing's awesome. I have the original iPad sitting on top of it right now. Just kind of sitting on my bookshelf as a background item.
0: What OS is that one running? Is it still bootable?
1: Yes, it is bootable. I I was going to do like a whole like retro review of it for the iPad anniversary and I just never got around to it, but I don't remember. I don't remember it's definitely still uh, pre iOS 7 uh, but I don't remember if it's like what what it is to be honest yeah 3 or 4 or whatever 5 yeah whatever it probably maxed out at is probably what it's at
0: yeah it, it is fun going back to those original iPads and just seeing just the design language at the time and just the skeuomorphic it's very nostalgic going back to those old os's at this point
1: yeah i i thought about doing like a whole video about oh me let me only doing work from the original ipad for a week (laughs) or something like that but then like it quickly fell apart when i realized i was like wait how would i edit the video (laughs) right it's like yeah i don't think luma fusion is gonna run on that thing (laughs) no no yeah it's in the the
0: youtube app is no longer communicating with the servers oh geez yeah but imagine, that thing was originally designed, I guess, with in mind that there could have been an iPad that had two dock ports on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard up until very close to their launch that it originally was going to have two dock ports. And that's what that that keyboard dock was designed for. You could switch swap between landscape or portrait, which would be an interesting idea. That
0: would have been so inter- right, interesting is the whole thing where you can work in either orientation, which is something I'd love to see a future Magic Keyboard allow for, make it somehow that it can magnetically mount either direction, that'd be interesting.
1: I saw somebody was tweeting about that the other day that basically, not necessarily mounting in different directions, but making the first hinge swivel or I'm sorry, not the first hinge, the second hinge swivel. Yeah. Um, so, like, you could rotate it. I don't know how that would work, but that would be interesting. I could see for, like, typing a long document, uh, that would be really helpful. But multitasking is where using an iPad in portrait kind of starts to fall down. Uh, I think multitasking is much better in landscape over portrait. Oh, yeah. It's
0: great in just a single app, especially just typing... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, with the keyboard, just a nice typing experience doing it that way. But uh, in general, yeah, I do prefer the iPad uh, portrait and then or landscape. And then I yank it off the Magic Keyboard when I want to just hold it and uh, browse Twitter or Safari in and, and, uh, portrait mode. Yeah.
1: It, and, and what's really nice about the Magic Keyboard is how easy it is to detach. I don't have the 11 inch model. I just have the 12.9 inch one. But opening it up... It, I don't know about you, but when I saw the the initial videos and, like, the first reviews, it made it look a lot harder than what it was to open it up. And it's really not. It's really, like, you can just kind of force it right up. It locks into place, and you're good to go. And then detaching it, I can pull it apart with one hand.
0: Yeah, I'm the same way as far as taking it off. And also, opening it up, it's really not that hard. It's basically just a laptop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I love the little touch of the screen doesn't light up until you engage the second hinge. It'll just stay there unlit until that second hinge. I don't know what magic they're doing to determine that, but it's brilliant.
1: There's probably some sort of connector or something that physically connects once it kind of opens up to a certain spot i don't know I, I i i'd be curious to see what's inside of it but i'm not pulling mine apart that's for sure <laughs> yeah we still haven't seen i fix it do any teardowns
0: yet which is sad
1: that's kind of interesting i i thought they would have been the first ones on there especially considering they're they're always talking about like wanting to like do repairability tests and stuff like that
0: yeah can they replace the the track it's a physical button
1: yeah i don't think you're gonna be like i don't even see how you'd be able to open nope. this thing and, like, be able to put it back together. Like, if you're going to open this thing, it's it's staying open. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but... I mean, overall, it's a really interesting design. I mean, it is I, – I got a lot of uh, compliments and backlash for this in my review on YouTube uh, about calling it a laptop. It, and it's funny. Like, some people had the weirdest excuses for not – for saying this wasn't a laptop. I, one person told me, oh, because it doesn't run Emacs, it can't be a laptop. And I'm like, uh, okay. Laptop's a form factor, right? Yeah, laptop – laptop's a form factor it doesn't there's no like definition of it requiring to do a like a specific task i you know everyone's workflow is a little different for me this is the perfect laptop another thing i mentioned in that review is uh i've been working on the ipad now since a little bit before the ipad pros came out so probably going on five years now because it's 2020 and they came out in 2015. Yep. Um,
0: the like Air 2 generation where the had yeah, processor in there.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was, it was when iOS nine was in beta was when I was starting to get really serious about it. And then when iOS nine came out of beta, I was like, all right, out of beta and then like right around that time luma fusion came out so like that was when i was getting super serious about the ipad so it's been about five years now that i've been working off the ipad and and all throughout that time i always felt like i had to make excuses yeah to work on the ipad like i was like oh i need something that's ultra portable or but really i just like the ipad more it's more fun yeah yeah exactly like so i finally stopped giving those excuses and i'm just like nope i like it more just like somebody might like linux on a desktop or windows i'm just kidding nobody actually likes (laughs) windows (laughs) yeah anyways sorry i was i just went off on a tangent there
0: but the whole ease of just taking it on and off it's first off really quick and easy but it's just a joy to just marvel at how easy that is it's like oh my ipad is just now it's on the keyboard now it's off i'll be on a couch and like oh i need to type something like throw back on the keyboard i'm done let me take it off and i'll be bouncing back and forth like within an hour session maybe you know 20 times and it's a joy to do that
1: yeah and and one of the things too that makes it really joyful I don't know if that's a word or not is the smart connector the fact that it instantly pairs and you can just start typing right away I don't know about you did you ever try the bridge keyboard I never did because I never wanted a case that was so
0: cumbersome to get it in and out of and also I looking at it I had fear I'd probably damage my iPad trying to get it in and out honestly (laughs) I
1: I thought I was going to, too, and now on mine, I actually just gave mine away because I have this now, and I'm like, I, I couldn't ever go back to using that. Uh, on mine, the rubber feet were starting to come off, so I was kind of getting a little wary there, but the annoying thing about that is it was Bluetooth. So you had to wait for it to pair. And then if you were just like kind of scrolling through the screen with your finger or something and the keyboard went to sleep, you now had to wait for it to wake back up. With the smart connector, you don't have to do that. And that's I think that's one of the brilliance of the smart connector, but nobody else uses it. And I don't know who to blame for that. I have a feeling it's Apple. I have a feeling they told everyone they can't use it anymore.
0: Yeah, it's kind of sad because the original smart connector, we had at least one charging stand, the Logi base, and it didn't charge that fast but it was very helpful and i actually held off getting this new form factor because i didn't have the accessories i wanted and this magic keyboard was like oh that's the logi base in this case uh, the smart keyboard folio wasn't really an appealing design i preferred the original smart keyboard and uh, this magic keyboard is like oh they got a great
1: keyboard now let me upgrade wait you preferred the origami one over the just the folio yeah I really did. wow you i think you're the only person that i've heard that from
0: it was just more versatile to me
1: okay no that's totally fair i couldn't stand like when we got rid of the origami thing and it was just like open and then snap into place i was great with that but like this is even better
0: i also love the logitech base especially for the 10 half inch ipad pro uh-huh uh, just throwing it on there and it's charging and it's mm. just I, I i i don't know a lot of people hate that little dock stand thing because it took they didn't charge that fast but if you're just working all day on the ipad it just like keeps your ipad topped off without you needing to plug in and plug out the charging port all day long
1: my fear with it was it damaging the battery of the ipad because it was constantly providing it power even though it was slow power so it wasn't like fast charging the battery so it wasn't heating up the battery but the physics of a lithium-ion battery the more you charge it the more it damages the life over the over you know the course of its life right so i was always worried about that i never ended up getting one mostly because i always ended up using the smart connector keyboard for that generation of ipad um and the cool thing about the um the older ipads that smart connector mm -hmm. was in the same place between both
0: sizes so if you had both sizes you could use one smart you could use the big smart keyboard on both ipads if you wanted to and just put the small one in the big case i kind of want the ipad mini to have a smart connector just to use a 10 and a half inch keyboard with it for the case <laughs> you would have that.
1: <laughs> that would be interesting. It would be, the case would be so much bigger than the iPad <laughs> right. mini. It'd be funny. You, <laughs> <laughs> I really want them to update the iPad mini to like the modern iPad pro design. Not to say that there would be like a pro iPad mini, but just like, just like a, ipad mini without the home button or anything like that because right. i would totally buy one of those especially if you shrunk the bezels on that thing it would be so small oh it'd be nice it'd be i would great. love it yeah. i mm-hmm. would i would love it i'd buy it i don't know what i would do with it but i'd buy it
0: yeah but something that just impresses me about the magic keyboard is the charging speed it's yes. fast i was anticipating logitech bass and you no, know, it's uh, basically functions as your regular ports, no super fast charging if you have one of those 30 or 50 watt chargers.
1: I was surprised about that too. I thought it was going to be basically trickle charging. But no, it looks like I, some people did some measuring. I unfortunately I don't have the tools to do the measuring but it's charging around like 20 watts. It tops out around 20 watts and the iPad fast charging tops out at 30 watts. So not that big of a difference. The charging brick that comes with the iPad is 18 watts. So it's a little bit faster than what the standard charging charging brick can support. So you're not really losing anything if you just use the standard charging brick that comes with the iPad.
0: Yeah. And I love the placement of that port. It's behind the actual iPad when it's in propped up. You almost forget you have anything plugged in. It's out of sight and that's yeah. kind of a nice visual decluttering, so to speak.
1: Though I struggle if they put it on the right side. And that's not like a pun or anything because they put it on the left. Yeah, yeah. It's great having one each side, for sure. You're able to charge and, and, yeah. (laughs) It kind of bothers me because I'm like, okay, but the iPad ports on the right side, so maybe that port should be on the right side. But then I think, oh no, the standard port for any laptop charger is on the left side, and then you have one on each side. But then I'm like, oh, but that one can't pass data, so it's not really the same. I don't know. I have gone around and around ever since this thing has been announced, and I haven't decided if I think this is the right side or not. I in my review, I was like, you know what, it probably is because now you have one on each side. It's the standard charging side. It it makes more sense. And in just my weird brain, is the only thing that's keeping me from thinking that it's not the right side yeah i think
0: majority of people use it for charging and i mean the port in general i mean people do hook up external yeah stuff to it but uh, often there will be a temporary thing i just need to transfer this file plug in plug out and the versatility of either side so if you're at a table you have versatility of where is my ac outlet and it's just more versatile which is great
1: yeah you don't have to drape it around the back of the ipad or anything you could just plug it in yeah
0: no, it's yep. fantastic. Yep,
1: and yep. So my only Mac I currently have still is a
0: 2011 and 11-inch MacBook Air. Ooh. I use it to <laughs> upload stuff to iTunes Match. That's the only thing that a computer does. And I pulled it out for the first time since getting the Magic Keyboard. I couldn't help but notice that like, I love this keyboard. But after getting the Magic Keyboard, I realized, oh, my iPad has a better keyboard and trackpad than the beloved MacBook Air generation. Yeah. The old, the old trackpads were diving boards where you couldn't click on the top. And the keys were actually mushier than what we have now with the Magic Keyboard. It's kind of bizarre to see that flip.
1: You know, it's funny you bring up that 11-inch MacBook Air. I've been thinking a lot about that device. So I recently picked up an 11-inch uh, iPad Pro a 2018 refurbs one. And I've been th- And I didn't buy the Magic Keyboard for it. I just bought one for the 12.9. But I've been thinking, man, if I had the Magic Keyboard for that thing, it would be just like having that old school 11-inch MacBook Air, which I never had. But I always wanted one of those.
0: I still love that laptop. It's such a it's a it's a cute little small form factor. I wish they'd made more small laptops like that.
1: But I wonder if the 11-inch iPad Pro with the Magic Keyboard just replaces that. Like if that is that new 11-inch MacBook Air.
0: Yeah. And I would probably say once they go ARM with the Mac, we'll get a 12-inch MacBook in ARM again. I think that'll happen.
1: Oh, yeah, probably. that. Or they'll shrink the MacBook Air a little bit more or something. Yep. But, yeah, I, I, would, I would expect that. It may not be any surprise to you, but I have not been keeping up with what's going on with the ARM Mac transition. It's not really been something that's really on my radar, even though it probably will have some repercussion for iPad users. Oh, for sure. More likely
0: to have more likely to final cut in Apple's yeah. first party apps on iPad in that way.
1: That and, you know, probably faster processors too. Like if they're putting more and more into the you know, give more and more, more and more money to the silicone team and to the processor team and all that stuff, they will be making faster and faster processors for the Mac, which will push the iPad further and further which is all great. like That's fantastic. I I just haven't been keeping up with it too much, so I don't know exactly what's going on with it. Like I don't know if they have a timetable or anything. I don't think they've announced anything, right? They've not, no. Okay, all right. I didn't think so. I figured I'd at least hear about that. So the new iPad Pro has a larger camera bump,
0: and something I've noticed as I'm using this iPad Pro is it kind of serves a utility of just being able to feel that bump and, oh, that's the orientation I need to throw it onto the Magic Keyboard. It's easier to fuel huh. that versus the small camera. I, I I think, I don't know, is that something you get an impression of doing?
1: I use the USB-C port. Like, like I put my finger on the side of the iPad, so when it's in landscape, the, the right side of the iPad. If I don't feel the USB-C port, then I know it's on the wrong side. Because okay. I know the USB-C port should always be... To the right of the iPad or the keyboard case, yeah. so I've always used that. But that's that's interesting. I didn't think about using the camera bump like that. But yeah, I've always just like put my finger where the USB C port goes.
0: Have you ever actually? Thought you put it the right way and it didn't connect. It's like what's going on here?
1: I don't think so. I might have, but I also don't. I wonder if the I ma- See, I don't want to touch my setup right now because, like, yeah. like I don't want to do anything. But like, I wonder if you do flip it over, if it would even connect, or if the magnets are not even in the same place. I think it's not in the same place. I don't think it would work. I don't think it hold. Yeah, it up. yeah. I don't think it would hold it up either.
0: The magnets are impressive the yeah the they are is just it's a marvel that you can so one thing i i sometimes do is i'll be like on a chair with my knees kind of like at my head level or even above reclining like backwards bed or something and the ipad can basically be above your head and that hinge won't move it's an amazing thing
1: oh yeah it's it's really good i wish it went back just a little bit further like everyone said this but off obviously i take physics into account and that if it did go back further it might be too top heavy it might just do a backflip so
0: yeah the less than like the smaller angles the ones where it's like almost closing are just impressive as well just being able yeah. to lie in bed and this is the most sturdy stand where you don't have to worry about an iPad falling in your face anymore.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know what? It makes for a great bedside TV angle too. Like you can just put it on like a, a bedside table or something. You could tilt it down or whatever. Works great for that. And the
0: whole problem of... Doing video calls, uh, Zoom calls, as everyone's doing these days, and getting that perfect camera angle, it's now really possible with that Magic Keyboard. And before, you had to, you know, put some business cards behind <laughs> something, or you had to do some weird stuff.
1: I've noticed I had to prop my—I haven't done very many, but the few video calls I've actually had to do lately, I've had to prop mine up on some books because it looks like, you know, the camera's angled to look right up my nose, and I'm like, whoa— Nobody wants to see that. So, prop it up on a few bucks and that that got it to like a good height for me. I'm also yeah. really tall, so like it's I'm probably the worst person to comment on that. Do you see yourself investing in like a laptop stand for this? Probably not. I have a 4K monitor that I sit in front of. The the only thing that I, I think I would actually end up investing in one of the, the fancy, fancy LG 4K ultra fine monitors before I did a laptop stand. Cause my biggest issue with about using a monitor right now is the color reproduction of my monitor isn't perfect. So when editing photos or color correcting, I have to go back to the iPad display versus using the monitor. Um, so I, I think I would, I would get like one of the fancy, nice monitors with like good color reproduction. Before laptop stand, I looked at some and I just didn't find any that I liked that that would look decent on my desk. And I film my desk a lot, so uh, whilst (laughs) aesthetics aren't exactly the most important thing, when you film your desk as much as I do, like you kind of have to think about what looks good on it. You can't just put whatever. Right now, do you see? So Apple
0: finally added a logo to the back of this thing, and it's in the right orientation. Do you see the camera moving in the next generation iPads? Do they finally actually bite the bullet and say the camera should live up here at the top?
1: I could see the next redesign moving the camera up to the top on the 12.9-inch iPad Pro. They would probably replicate it on the 11-inch, too, um, mostly because in all their marketing material, too, like they show you using it in landscape. Uh Uh, multitasking Uh, everything feels like it's definitely designed for landscape now Uh, you know it's funny you say they put a logo on the back I slapped a sticker over it so you can't even see that anymore Uh, (laughs) but yeah I can see them moving the camera up I don't think it'll be in like the the next version I think it'll be in like the next redesign if that makes any sense yep but there it is rumored that they're redoing the screen the display so since they're tinkering with that maybe Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I really don't know because I I struggle with that one. I don't think they'll add two. I remember a few years ago when when I was getting Face ID and when, you know, how Face ID only worked with, or it still does. It only works in portrait mode on the iPhone. But, uh... It, everyone was thinking, oh, they'll put two Face ID sensors in the iPad, one for portrait, one for landscape. Right?
0: There are rumors. Oh, they'll put four in. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I don't
1: think there'll be. I don't think there'll ever be two front camera array systems. I I could see them swapping that, especially now. But I don't know. I, I also... Th- I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So now that you've lived at the Magic Keyboard longer, do you have any
0: impressions about it that you didn't have firmed up when you did do your review that you now
1: have? The trackpad size is fine yes of course i wish it was bigger everyone wishes it was bigger but it's fine i'm able to do all the gestures able to scroll around able to get to everything it's fine it's perfect it is very loud i am not a tap to click person but i did enable tap to click just because of how loud it is and i know when i end up eventually whatever that is going back to the office i have like a private office but i share it with somebody and i know the person i sit in the office with that that clicking will bug the hell out of them, so <laughs> I, I enabled the tap to click option. I will probably just take my Magic Trackpad to work too, also because I, I I bought one of the Magic Trackpads right at when they announced Trackpad support because I wanted to try it out. And uh, boy, is that nice! It's nice and big. It's got the haptic click thing, so it's not really clicking, but it feels like it's clicking. But yeah, no, the Trackpad's really good. You can click anywhere in it. It feels good. It's just loud. That's 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 the only thing is it's really loud.
0: Yeah, have you enabled any of those custom modifier keys with the settings that you're able to do?
1: Yeah, I switched caps lock to the escape key, uh, okay. which is a really handy shortcut. I don't ever use caps lock, and so you don't I, yell I, at
0: people on the internet.
1: <laughs> no, I just hold down the <laughs> shift key for that. Okay. Uh, that's what your <laughs> pinkies for. I just don't need caps lock and, and I, I need the escape key. I actually really use the escape key and it's just a little bit handier. Though if you don't want to remap the escape key there is an option. You can do command period. Uh, that has been there for a very long time. Yeah. It, it's just, it's it's a nice shortcut.
0: Yeah. Do you still use your old smart keyboard for any purposes? Like say you're having lunch and you want the fabric keyboard there for safety or does that, that no it at all?
1: No. Actually, uh, I sold my 2018 ipad pro to a friend it's funny uh they came by to get it and I, I i stuck it out on my doorstep. i was like okay text me when you get here put it out on my doorstep they came and got it and left um so no i sold it to them okay. and uh, with my old ipad pro so i don't even have one anymore technically the only keyboard right now that i have that is dedicated to an ipad is the magic keyboard so the 11 inch doesn't have a smart
0: folio keyboard thing
1: no it just has the uh folio cover the the new blue one that it looks really nice by the way if you're if you're interested in the blue folio the new blue folio covers they look very very good especially with a lot of stickers on them people put stickers (laughs) on your stuff it makes them fun yeah i got a third party folio to hold me over between
0: this and the between getting the ipad pro and the magic keyboard coming out and i think i'll use it still occasionally i'm looking at getting from Waterfield Designs their sleeve case and from my uh-huh. understanding is I could throw my like third party smartfolio in the little pocket and have both with me at all times kind of thing if I wanted to yeah
1: they do a lot of good stuff i uh, i guess i should say disclosure they've sent me free stuff in the past but they, their stuff's really good. I like their stuff. They they In fact, the bag that I use to take to work every day for uh, is one of their bags. It's the one that they like custom make to the iPad design. And you know what? I haven't tried to see if it fits the Magic Keyboard yet because I haven't gone anywhere since I've right. gotten the Magic Keyboard. <laughs> 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 so now I just got a little worried that that doesn't fit. <laughs> it probably does. Yeah, I think their sleeve case is the same as it was before
0: it fit. Which is good.
1: Um, yeah. It, and I had it's one just,
0: back in the day in college for my MacBook uh, Pro at the time, I think it was.
1: Yeah. They're they're a really good company. They're a really solid company. They, they're really nice people, too. Yeah. So another thing I'm just loving about the new iPad I
0: just want to share is we talk about magnets. Uh, the Apple Pencil magnet at the top is just so delightful as well. That's another new delight mm.
1: of having that always charged and ready to go. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, because the I've I've been so lost because I've I've had the the style of iPad since they've been out now, and and yeah, the the old ones you had to plug into the there was no place to store it.
0: No, you there had was to the buy whole... which I love their little leather sleeve which has yes. a holder for the Apple Pencil, and that is a nice. I would love them to make a little leather sleeve to just store my iPad in because that's a really great feeling material. And just uh-huh. using it as a workspace is great. Like putting in, putting a naked iPad on that leather as like a nice safe place is kind of nice. But yeah, this is so much better.
1: It, it is really nice having the Apple Pencil up top. And it made my Apple Pencil usage go through the roof because before it would be like, okay, where did I leave the Apple Pencil? Okay, it's in the other room. Go get it. Oh, crap. Now it's dead. Now I gotta plug it into the side. Because I didn't ever use the lightning adapter thing to plug it into a lightning cable. It was just so much more convenient to plug it into the side. I know it looked ridiculous, but it was just... <laughs> yep. it, it it worked better that way. I didn't have to keep around that little adapter thing that I probably lost in the first five minutes. I just plugged it into the side, and it was fine. But yeah, it was a little annoying that it didn't have a place to sit, and now that it has the magnetic connection... Oh, that's just so much nicer now did you get your apple pencil engraved i did it says ipad pros on it <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Yeah, I was. I got mine. Mine is from the original 2018 one. So I was like panicking to get the Apple Pencil in time. So like I could like r- work on a review and stuff like that. And then UPS ended up losing the Apple Pencil. They Luckily, they lost the Apple Pencil and not the iPad or the keyboard. It was just the I- Apple, which I could live without the Apple Pencil because I'm not an artist or anything like I can't draw. So I wasn't too worried about reviewing the Apple Pencil. I mostly at, at that time, I was mostly using it to edit podcasts and stuff like that now i use it for a bunch of like like note taking stuff in meetings and things like that 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 is the one thing i will say about the magic keyboard i'm a little bummed there isn't a way to flip it around but it's easy to detach and pull away but like i used to flip between like keyboard typing mode and then okay i need to draw like some specs up really quick i used to jump between that really quickly now it's like i gotta pull this off and okay now i got this keyboard just sitting here next to me it feels a little wonky but it's not it's not the end of the world, right. And you can always
0: close the magic keyboard and shut it to the surface to rest your iPad on safely.
1: Yeah exactly and it's not the end of the world I'm kind of curious what ends up happening when I go back to the office and like go into meetings and stuff like that and like how that use case shifts because that's that's primarily when I was like okay I'm in typing mode okay now flip to drawing mode okay flip back to typing mode and stuff like that and yeah so I'm kind of curious how that works I wonder if I'll just end up drawing with it while in the magic keyboard stand because it totally works it's just a little Wobbly at the top, but that's physics for you. Yeah. Yeah. The new
0: Apple Pencil with the double tap, it's absolutely enabled me to edit podcasts for the first time with the pencil because there is one keyboard shortcut that I really need to edit without needing a keyboard next to me at all times as well. And that's the select all following tracks. So when I do some Mm -hmm. deletes, you're able to delete and move everything with it during a delete, but some deletes, I don't want to do that. And I'll end up with. Audio, and you'd select everything and move it around. And you can now do that with the double tap, which is great. And it's really been game changer to do
1: that. One of my favorite things about Farrah, I'm guessing you use Farrah right, to yep. edit your podcast. Okay. Yeah, what other tools uh, one <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it that's I mean, technically you could edit a podcast in Luma Fusion. Like you, could, you absolutely yeah. could technically. But Ferrite is built for podcast editing, so I highly recommend it. Uh but one of the really nice features in Ferrite is the ability to set custom keyboard shortcuts. So like now what I did was I i was kind of breaking my brain there for a little while, g- jumping between Luma Fusion and Ferrite, and like what cut was and like what select all and stuff like that was. Um so like like I switched it so like Command B is technically the blade tool in Luma Fusion, so I made the Command B the cut tool in in Fairlight. But uh, the select all following, I did Command Shift A. So like what I'll do is I'll have the Apple Pencil in one hand, in my right hand, and then my left hand on the keyboard shortcuts, and I could reach all the keyboard shortcuts I use with my left hand. So like I can do that. But now that I have trackpad support, I've basically I've stopped using the Apple Pencil for uh, podcast editing, and I'm just using a trackpad now.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Since trackpads 4 came out and it's phenomenal, I tried mm-hmm. using it during the year with just accessibility pointer and that was not a good experience. Yeah, it did not work. <laughs> but what I'll find myself doing is I'll start with the trackpad. I'll do like half the episode there. Then I just want a change. I want to change it up. I want a new yeah. context for editing and I'll take the iPad off, do Apple Pencil. I'll actually flip the iPad and do it uh, portrait for Apple Pencil editing. And it's just like it. it's more fun just to have a change of change of scenery for my editing <laughs>
1: yeah and and you know i don't know about you but i have like rsi issues like it, it's not bad but like you, i can kind of start to feel them getting worse so being able to like switch up what i'm using helps a lot yeah. uh, so that that's one of the things i appreciate about using you know touch apple pencil trackpad keyboard shortcuts all that stuff kind of together
0: yeah and for all my keyboard shortcuts the ones i actually use i actually don't even put a command key in it it's just like s d f e and g it's like basically you know if you're playing a computer game with your keyboard they're kind of like the same keys i'd use for uh for my keyboard shortcuts for ferrite
1: that that makes sense yeah i just i had that issue where like my brain couldn't remember like what it was in Luma Fusion versus Ferrite and I always right. found myself using the opposite. So I wanted to make them match as much as possible. So that that was something that that was really helpful that you can do. Uh, but like your your shortcuts, that makes a lot of sense. Like if you don't have that previous knowledge or burden or whatever you want to call it,
0: right? Yeah, absolutely. And then what is your Recording setup for when you're recording on iPad, what do you actually do for that?
1: So right now I am talking into the Shure SM7B. It is kind of a fancier uh, like studio vocal microphone it's it's a microphone that's been around forever in fact it's what thriller was recorded on like that's how old it is but it's like one of those tried and true microphones that like audio tech doesn't really ever change it, it's very rare audio tech changes so like it's one of those proven microphones and i just uh my brother who is an audio engineer he let me borrow his and i really like the way it sounded so I ended up picking up one for me. I use it a lot for my voiceover work, or voiceover stuff for my YouTube videos. Then that gets plugged into the Zoom audio recorder where I record my local audio track. So like it just records to an SD card and then I just take that SD card and plug it in and grab that audio track once we're all done. But then from the headphone jack out to the XLR port on my audio interface, so I have the Scarlett Solo audio interface, that's where my vocals go into the audio interface so you can hear me on the Skype call. And then my my headphones plug into the audio interface so I can hear you and that way there's no like uh, like on the recording because if I was to do this on the zoom audio recorder it would record you talking into it so this way I can just hear one of us or gotcha. you, and it doesn't record both of us onto the local track. It's kind of a very convoluted setup, but it, it it's pretty solid. I haven't had any issues with it. What's probably going to be really annoying is I'm guessing I have a really strong feeling. I don't know anything. I really don't know anything. But I have a really strong feeling that the audio setup is going to get fixed in iPad OS 14 to the point where th- it'll make this kind of setup obsolete, and I don't need the Zoom audio recorder anymore. I'll just, you know, plug into the audio interface and be able to record a local track on the iPad and do a Skype call. I'm hoping. I don't know anything. I just have a really good feeling about it.
0: Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, it sounds like you have a similar sets of mine. Except for mine, I don't care about giving you the fancy good mic. And I'm just using my iPad microphone for my guest which is yeah. makes it a little bit simpler because I don't need an audio interface as well as the Zoom, just the Zoom.
1: Yeah, and that's what I used to do too. Like I actually used to use a second device that I would record from my mic into Ferrite, what I would do. And then I would use the other device. I would use another device. And then I'd just do the Skype call on that. I, we were starting to have a lot more guests on a slab of glass and stuff like that. And I was just like, you know, I think it'd be good if I if they could get my good mic. And then I don't really want to have to use two devices. Like I didn't like having to have like two iPads next to me and stuff like that it was just it was a lot going on and the zoom audio recorder i ended up getting a really good deal on it so it was just one of those things that just worked out perfectly so that like this audio setup works perfect it took a little bit of experimenting and a little bit of like kind of troubleshooting to get some stuff working but i've been doing it for Well, about since December. So I've been doing it since December. So I think it's working. I just got this microphone. I was using the Audio-Technica ATR2100 before that. Yep, that's one I'm using right now. Yeah, it's a decent mic. It's a a great mic. I I really like it. But for my voiceover stuff on YouTube, YouTube could be a really interesting place. When you're small people are really forgiving of like, you know, like weird audio quality stuff or like weird video stuff or something like that. But once you get to a certain point, like th- your audience expects you to like up your game. So like, I've been kind of getting to that point and I've been kind of like, I haven't wanted to get to the point where people are like, Hey, 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 you need to make your stuff better. Like, so I've always wanted to like be ahead of that. So that's why I upgraded my microphone.
0: Right. Yeah. So in days data use of the magic keywords when
1: switch gears a bit,
0: yeah, um, b- Walking around room, the room with it,
1: does it feel
0: too dense of a of a weight? Like, is that a Something you'll
1: see problematic going forward. My apartment's pretty small, so I either sitting at my desk working, or I'm sitting on the couch working, and I'm trying not to sit on the couch and work. Trying to make like separate the rooms for their purpose. Like I'm trying to make my office for work and my living room for relaxation. So I'm mostly sitting at my desk right now. But like in my testing, I I have a little park in my apartment complex. I like took it down there and walked down there. I was like, okay, it does. It's not heavy. Like I don't think it's heavy at all. I don't think it's too dense. I think it's perfect if you understand this is a laptop. If you approach it thinking, hey, this is going to be an ultra-portable tablet, then... It's not going to work for you, but if you understand that, hey, this is this is a a laptop. This it's perfect. It's fine. I mean, I'm I'm kind of curious what ends up happening when I go back to work and when I go, you know, go to meetings and start traveling again and stuff like that. Like, what if I think it's too heavy in my backpack? I don't think I will. I honestly don't. If people can carry around a 15 inch MacBook Pro in their backpack or a 16 inch, I can carry around a, this setup. Yeah, I remember
0: counting around the 17 inch MacBook Pro. And I would also carry a octave-and-a-half
1: MIDI keyboard with me. Woo! Because uh, <laughs> I was a music major, so yeah, I all in there that is a setup though i remember i never had a 17 inch macbook pro but i remember i had a friend that had one and that thing was like a battleship that thing oh, yeah. was awesome It's like
0: <laughs> a desktop computer you just take anywhere you
1: want, it, it, right yeah i mean i don't even think my first monitor for my very first desktop computer was 17 inches i'm pretty sure it was like 13 or 14
0: yeah they were they were something else <laughs> it's like, yeah
1: i want the biggest and baddest mac i could get at the time <laughs> that's what that was i mean that's how i feel about the 12.9-inch iPad Pro, I, I upgraded to the 2021 also. And there really isn't much of a difference between the 2018 ones and the 2020 ones. And as far as the differences that I care about, there's none.
0: Well, the biggest thing is at the time, one terabyte of data was held expensive and they did a price the, cut mid-cycle. exactly. cycle So um, yeah, I got the one That's... terabyte cellular. Because I, I for some reason, I've always had cellular iPads. I had the original, the iPad 2, the iPad Air 2. All of them, you know, had cellular. For I stiffed out on it last time and I regretted it every single day I, I did that.
1: That's funny. I'm the opposite. I, I did get the one terabyte model because I re- seriously regretted not getting the one terabyte model. Uh, I was constantly running out of space for video projects and stuff like that on the 500 gig one, pulling my hair out over it.
0: Yeah, when I sold my 512, there was like 20 gigs left and <laughs> Farate was yeah. taking up a budget. So yeah, uh, I understand that part of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was one of those things. I think my iPad OS walkthrough video uh, that came out to be like around 300 gigs or something like that it was it was a massive project it got to the point where i actually couldn't work on other videos at the same time so I was it was like i basically said no matter what the upgrade is i'm upgrading because i need the one terabyte of storage actually i said i'll buy whatever the maximum amount apple allows me they just happened to not upgrade that um, right. i was kind of hoping for a two terabyte version but whatever but I also ended up getting six gigs of RAM because I didn't have uh, the one terabyte model before. So now I have six gigs of RAM in this one as opposed to the four in the last one. But I didn't get cellular in this one. I had cellular in my last 12.9. I didn't get it this time because I was honestly thinking about how many times I used it. And I probably used it five or six times in its whole life. And at 15 bucks a month to your, you know, your cell phone plan, I was just like, it's not worth it for that. Like, yeah, it just, it wasn't worth it to me for what you do as far as
0: work to home and all that. Yeah,
1: exactly. Cause like when I work on videos and stuff like that, I mostly work from home. I know everyone says like, Hey, going out to coffee shops and stuff like that. And I did it before in the past, but I've been really self-conscious lately. So like, I haven't wanted to like go out and work in coffee shops or anything like that. When I go to work, I have really good Wi-Fi there. Heck, you can even plug an Ethernet cable into the iPad. You just need, like, a USB-C adapter, which I have one in my backpack. Right. IT guy. Like, I have to. So, like, I just, I was like, you know, I may end up regretting it, but I'm gonna skip it this time, and if I end up regretting it, then I'll go back to cellular in the future. But I just, I was like, I, I just can't justify spending fifteen bucks a month on a device that I may, uh, or on a feature that I've maybe used five or six times. Yeah, and you wouldn't activate it
0: uh, on will when you actually needed it. It was kind of just always there and. Wasted their money.
1: Yeah, and you know, at the time, I'm I'm not anymore. But at the time of my last iPad, I was on AT and T. So, like, when you activated the uh, the SIM card, the Apple SIM in the iPad Pro, it locked it to AT and T. So, oh, like, fun. it wasn't. Yeah, so it wasn't even like I could just be like do like a month to month plan or something like that. Like it was like, oh no, it's permanently on your cell phone plan. It was the biggest pain to get it taken off. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that that was not a fun fun day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a- AT&T, they're not a great company. Hopefully they're not your sponsor. They're not, no. Okay. I am personally
0: right. a T-Mobile customer.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I love that they do uh, taxes bundled into all their pricing. So, like my Apple Watch, That's when cool. they say ten dollars, it's actually ten dollars versus I think fifteen compared to other people. Their taxes.
1: That was another thing too. Yeah, that, the the I canceled the cellular on my Apple Watch because yeah, they say it's ten dollars, but it was actually like twenty bucks. Yeah, uh, and I'm just like I'm not getting enough out of this. Like I'm really I'm not getting twenty bucks worth of usage out of that so i i canceled that i i kind of starting to regret the cellular apple watch but then this whole pandemic thing hit and i'm like okay now i don't regret it because i'm not going anywhere but i don't know i i want to get back to cellular i think if i so right now i i got rid of my whole cell phone plan i'm on my company cell phone plan which is really nice because that means i don't i didn't have to buy my iphone and i right. don't have to pay <laughs> for my cell phone plan so that's really fantastic but like if i was to get a cellular ipad again i think i would probably just buy an unlocked one from apple and then maybe get like one of those uh at&t ones or something like or no i'm sorry uh, the like the t-mobile monthly uh ones or something right. like that Yep. yeah
0: so another thing i've just been delighted in, in using the latest iPads are you can charge stuff with that USB-C port it's just so delightful just plugging in my headphones or plugging in whatever it is to it
1: and it charges it it's great yes that's really nice the other thing too that's really cool is if you have a USB-C to lightning cable I do yes okay so you can you can download the photos from your iPhone to your iPad that way Yep. and I'd imagine you could do a wired tether does that work um pff- I don't remember now. Okay. Uh that's a good question. I I will have to try that. I can't unplug my stuff right now and try right. that. Uh but uh that is actually you know what? I have the eleven inch right here. Let's 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 do a little bit of uh yeah. experimentation. I don't know, I don't think it's gonna work. But okay. you know what, to be honest, who knows? Maybe it will. Right. <laughs> I don't remember that being a feature. Yeah, you don't but,
0: need a camera connection kit
1: anymore with your iPhone. You just plug it oh right. Oh my in. god. It is so nice that we don't have to use the camera connection kit anymore. Not that it was a bad thing. It was actually a really handy tool. It's probably like the dongle that I've used the most.
0: Yeah, it was like an um, amazing thing back in 2010 when we discovered that that USB version let you hook up microphones to a 2010 iPad. It was just a... a- a revelation that you got to do this back then.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was it was pretty cool. Let's see here. It is getting connected. Personal hotspot. Trust. Let's see here. Oh, it's. I think it's connecting. Is it connecting? No. Nope, no. Nope, never mind. Nope. It's Not okay. No. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. I thought we. I thought it had it for a second. It saw that it was plugged into another computer, and then no, it didn't. It didn't do it. So tethering does not work through USB C to Lightning.
0: Okay. That is the
1: more know. you know i'm kind of curious i was curious what you think about the the lack of a function row on the magic keyboard uh looking at my youtube comments which (laughs) is is great so it's funny i I make fun of youtube comments a lot but really quick it's they're great when the video is small and it's in my audience and stuff like that. But when a video blows up, that's when like, anytime you see like those screenshots of weird YouTube comments, that's where they come from is when videos blow up to groups of people, like, like, you know, like the Android group of people will see like an iPhone review or like the Linux people will see a Mac review or something like that's when that's kind of starts to come up. Looking at my comments, it seems like to be the biggest complaint is the fact that there is no function row. And for me, I, I kind of hemmed and hawed about that, but like you have the trackpad shortcut of pushing sh- right up into the right hand corner, and that brings up control center. And that's kind of enough for me. And you can do scrolling,
0: two finger scrolls to change volume, which is nice.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it, it's nice that that's there, but like having like maybe a mini function row right underneath where the iPad would have been would be cool. But at the same time, like I don't know if there'd be enough space for you to put your finger in there and press down on it. Uh, I, I've always kind of wanted, ever since the iPad Pro, actually, ever since the 2016 MacBook Pros were announced, I always thought the touch bar would actually be really cool on the iPad. It would be.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure you have, you have room for it as well, though. I do think with the next OS upgrade, having Command 1, like assignable number row function key basically is what I want. Yeah. Or yeah, something like change the globe button to a function key button and have that top row function as assignable system wide stuff for that.
1: Yeah. I've always been, uh, not always, but for last few years, I've been asking for the feature to assign system global wide keyboard shortcuts. And they kind of gave it to us in iOS 13.4. You have to enable the, the full keyboard, Oh, I forgot what that is called. But you have to go into accessibility, enable yeah, the full, full keyboard. keyboard. Yeah, but then it kind of does some weird stuff with, like, the navigation keys and stuff like that, which it's great for. Like, it's perfect for what it's designed for. You can't have the keyboard shortcuts and not have the navigation ta- uh, right. feature takeover. I use too many apps, like, things that have its own custom navigation that it just completely breaks. So I'm like, oh, I can't use it. It's, it's great for those that need it, but for me, like, I just – I can't it, – it breaks my brain a little bit. So hopefully – like they gave us fake trackpad support in uh, or
0: mouse support in iOS 13, and yeah. They gave us fake keyboard things that was 13.4. We'll get the real thing once 14 comes out.
1: That that's what I was kind of hoping too, and, and that's why I was kind of thinking. I'm like, okay, I can see them. Like, okay, here's the this accessibility feature. We'll see how it works. Who uses it? Does it expand beyond just, like, because, like, mouse support expanded way beyond just, like, the general accessibility crowd. Like, everyone I know had at least tried it out on the iPad or right. was using it full-time. I was using it all the time. Heck, I had went mouse crazy over the summer. I bought way too many mice to try.
0: Yeah, it was a fun time. It's bizarre the flip because trackpads didn't really work with the mouse support. And the mouse support, you had all these customizable buttons, And then once this trackpad thing came out, all the gestures and the kind of like go to the top of the screen left and right, it fuels all that feels just so much better than the trackpad that, I no longer need my mouse because it feels like crap versus the trackpad. Exactly. And do you have a Magic trackpad, too, by I any chance? I did. I went to eBay and got one for 70 bucks, And I, nice. it is delightful using that huge. The trackpad's almost half the size of the keyboard. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's, it's very large. I did the really, really dumb thing and bought it from Apple and bought the space gray version without knowing that it was $20 more. Yeah. Yeah. It, it costs yeah it was, all money I a I'm going
0: to get the premium black materials. Premium <laughs> premium paint. Yes. That's my first Taptic um trackpad. I never got oh, really? top I, with it.
1: So I guess it would be mine too because I I've never the last MacBook Pro I owned was the No, wait, did the 2014 MacBook Pros have that? No, they no don't they didn't. Think so. I don't no. think so. I think it was the 2015 MacBook Pro was the first one and then I don't actually I, to be honest I don't even know. But uh yeah, I think this is my first one too. It's amazing how it feels like a bun. It's remarkable. But my favorite thing to do is just to turn it off and try clicking it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like, why aren't you
1: working? <laughs> and I, get, I didn't realize it was
0: glass until I heard it on a podcast podcast i thought it was just a nice shiny some kind of material but i didn't think it was glass so i guess it can break
1: i've seen a few like pictures of people like throw this in their bag and like something smashes it or anything so this trackpad will either live at my desk at home or in my office at work so i'm not entirely sure where it will but i I think another plug for uh, waterfield design i think they make a little sleeve for the the yeah that's right they do I I don't think I would buy one, but uh, I I think it's just going to either live one place or another. I won't take it back and forth just because it is made out of glass, but it feels really nice. I mean, I, I work in IT, so all of the people that work with me that I assign computers to, they get Windows laptops. And Windows laptop trackpads are terrible. They are horrible. But I And I hate trackpads, but Apple yeah. trackpads, they just they just work great, and I, I love it. The only thing I wish about the trackpad is I wish they had a three-finger gesture down to bring up Spotlight.
0: Oh, that would be super handy.
1: Yeah, that would be really nice. I mean, I know you can hit Command Space, but, like, three-finger swipe down to bring up... Because you have three-finger swipe up to go home, but three-finger swipe down to bring up Spotlight. Because then you could use your suggested apps and not even bother with the keyboard yes yeah exactly like you you could do that or you could just like quickly search for things or run shortcuts there there's so many things you can do in spotlight that i don't think people like you can do calculations measurement conversions find out what the weather is there's so much stuff you can do in spotlight that i don't think people, is it still called spotlight or is it search now
0: I have no idea. I still call it. I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> it,
1: it used to, I call it Spotlight too because I think Spotlight is just a much more fun name than Search, but Yeah. Uh, it might just be called Search now. I don't really remember, to be honest. So
0: one of my annoyances with the trackpad support is I still haven't found a Twitter app that supports swiping and you need to swipe to get into threads in most of the apps. So that's one of the big annoyances is some apps just they're taking their time to, to get their updates out.
1: Some apps are taking some time. I was pleasantly surprised to see things got updated pretty quickly. Ferret got updated really quickly. I'm waiting for LumaFusion to get updated, but like it has the two-finger swipe uh, through the timeline, so that's nice. Tweetbot would be a really nice one to get updated. A really funny thing is so you can use your iPad in like clamshell mode. So like you can close up the magic keyboard. And if you have like an external keyboard and trackpad, you can control it that way with a, with an external monitor.
0: It will. Yeah, how does that work? Does it'll it still keeps and the all
1: that, it, yeah. It still keeps the screen on. It's still mirroring. It's just it basically the magnets that tell the screen to lock don't lock if huh. like it's plugged into a monitor. Yeah, it's a nice feature, but the really bad thing about it is you have to remember to lock your device when you walk away, or you'll do what I did the other night and leave it on, unplug it from the power cable. <laughs> stays on overnight you come in and your ipad's dead yeah that wasn't that wasn't fun so the experience of using that the big downside of course is no face id so you're typing in all your yes passcodes. and then the other thing too is if you use like something like last pass or one password and you have it set up to use face id it will just sit there waiting for your face <laughs> to show up so you have to open up the ipad at that point so i haven't really been using it in clamshell mode i've been i've tried it out a few times but i always hit some road bump that prevents me from just keeping it what i found the ideal setup is to have the monitor in front of you and the iPad just to the side of you so you can just look over and uh, Face ID will register. Yeah, that's amazing that it actually works in clamshell.
0: That's interesting. I really hope, you know, one of the big things iOS 14, iPadOS 14 is uh, external desktop monitors and yeah. perhaps Apple sells their own touchscreen one into Dream World which would be even more amazing.
1: <laughs> that would be great. I don't think it's going to happen but that would be great. Like would be. I would be the yeah. first one in line to buy it. Like, Don't get me wrong. I'd love it but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I would just love 16 by 9 support. Like At the very least 16 by 9 support if they wanted to go further they could do something like the ultra wide monitors and stuff like that. Because all of the apps at this point adjust to different screen sizes so it should be pretty easy and... for Apple to do that right technically they're supposed to yeah but and and, okay so my knowledge from this is years ago years ago I tried my hand at being an iOS developer and the design at this very thing is what broke me So they have this feature called auto layout, where they're basically you're supposed to put a bunch of elements in, and it's supposed to automatically lay it out for all the devices. And I could be getting this wrong. I'm a failed Apple developer, people failed. So keep that in mind. It's supposed to lay it out for all the devices, but like the iPhone, like the old iPhone SE. Yep, my current phone would. (laughs) Yeah, oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> um, you're not gonna like me when I say this. And this was in the time of the like the iPhone 6s Plus and 6s and yeah. stuff like that. Like that, like the designing for those devices and then designing for something like that small iPhone SE and then designing something for like a 12.9 inch iPad Pro. It was all over the place. So, like I ha- was turning off auto layout and I was just designing for each fr- device individually. It was a nightmare. That's what broke me and prevented me from ever becoming an Apple developer and shipping uh, a working app. I, ha- I had an amazing idea It was a task manager it was going to be called too much to do huh <laughs> that's a stupid name i know <laughs> it's a really stupid name yeah anyways yeah I was, I was working on a task manager it, the idea was it was going to be really open it was going to support task paper and all this stuff and it, there's a dozen apps that do that already go use those so so oh my point being is I think technically with auto layout that might work, but I don't know in reality how well that would actually work. I don't I don't I don't think it would actually work out very okay. well. So I think I think what'll end up happening is it'll end up being something with multitasking that maybe they'll like section off parts of the screen and like apps can update to support a sixteen by nine ratio, but if they don't, like it'll just section off part of the screen and you can have multiple apps up at the same time. I don't know. This this is just what I've been thinking about for like the last six months.
0: Yeah. Because with the trackpad support, it's now a doable reality to do that without a touchscreen external. And there Mm -hmm. are some things that... What are you finding that you still reach up to do touchscreen stuff now that you have the trackpad? Are you doing much touching the screen when you're using the trackpad? Or how, how are you finding that?
1: So if anyone has ever read my Twitter page, timeline, whatever it's called, you'll know I'm a terrible speller. I misspell everything. I don't know why. So I reach up all the time for the, uh, you know how like there'll be the three words at the bottom, the suggestions? Yeah. I reach up and tap those all the time. And so one of the things I love about the Magic Keyboard is that it sits forward as opposed to something like the Bridge Keyboard where it sits back. It's really easy to just, as you're typing, to tap, reach up and tap on the screen. And there's also like a, a shortcuts bar in uh, Drafts. Drafts is my main text editor. I have a bunch of shortcuts and actions and stuff down there at that bar so i will quickly reach up and tap those and that will like insert a link or do all sorts of weird markdown stuff so like i use a lot of that like quick tapping thing all the time while typing yeah that's really interesting cuz i i do that as well and i am
0: also finding myself dragging windows a bit more with touchscreen versus trying to do that with the trackpad
1: yeah that that's another part where uh, multitasking really falls down with a trackpad i think we'll see some sort of redesign that takes i don't know if it'll be a complete redesign like they'll get rid of the current implementation but i wouldn't be surprised if we see something that brings trackpad friendly support yeah something
0: that did surprise me is the slide over uh hiding and showing it I find it a whole lot easier with the trackpad. Oh, Uh, it's so nice. It's so great. Especially hiding it. Like before, it was such a pain to try to get rid of the app. And it can be on the left side of the screen and you can hide it really quickly. It's brilliant. And I think one of the big things you need to do, though, crank up that trackpad tracking speed because that makes those uh, gestures, the bottom, right, and top ones, so much easier to initiate
1: you know it's funny you say that um i completely agree with you on that with the 12.9 but i actually saw some people say slow it down on the uh, on the 11 inch one yeah. because it's actually smaller. Which th- I almost feel like I should just go buy the 11 inch one and then take advantage of Apple's very generous return policy. Just because like I have so many questions about it, and I kind of feel like I should do a video on it. But at the same time, I was looking at it the other day and it was really far back ordered, so I probably yeah. won't. For the
0: trackpad stuff, you can uh, just use your Magic Trackpad and uh, Pro. That's tip, true. You can use that Lightning to USB C cable, and you don't need a parrot you can just plug it in and it'll work wired hmm yeah which is yeah super handy
1: yeah i i i'm i'm always like pro wireless stuff so like i always want all of my uh all of my stuff to be you know wireless and hidden and the uh benefit there of course is the magic trackpad is a pain to unpair and repair it <laughs> Multiple. that's devices. true but i only have it paired to one device so that's yeah yep uh well is there anything you want to talk about that we didn't have time to um... chat about yet how how are you liking the new iPad overall? Like, just just is it is any complaints? Anything you miss? It's great.
0: Uh, it took me a while to figure out the whole getting audio out of the iPad deal with USB-C because um, as I chat with you a bit on Twitter, the Hyperdrives dock doesn't support Skype for headphone jack, <laughs> uh, hmm. which is uh, infuriating. So I did get a USB-C adapter from Apple, and I also just got a USB-C to three and a half millimeter cable which is working brilliantly to get your audio into my Zoom. Uh, So that I'm really liking. And now with the Magic Keyboard, I can charge it as well, which is a plus. But overall, it's great. Face ID is brilliant. I'm still getting a hang of sometimes covering the camera occasionally. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But the 12.9 especially, I think, is the biggest benefit with it just getting so much smaller. Uh, which is
1: yeah great. Yep, I mean back in 2018, I made the mistake of ordering the 11 inch one first because the previous 12.9s were so big. It just I was over that form factor because I wanted to be able to use it as a tablet. And whilst yeah, you can use like the old Gen One and Gen Two 12.9 as a tablet, it was just so big. Yeah, a- and so I I'm really happy they shrunk it. I did end up just recently rebuying the 11 inch one, but that's yeah. for a whole another set of reasons that we don't have time to get into.
0: And then I missed out on the whole awkward phase of this generation of apps needing the update to support the screen size. So I've only found one app, Editorial, that has not updated, but everything else Ooh. seems to be uh, fully supporting this uh, screen size. Uh, because I waited so
1: long, I really wish Editorial would get an update. I, I know, I know the developer was working on some stuff and some stuff happened and stuff, but like, I, I wish I, did, I, I really liked Editorial back in the day. I think it was a really good app, but it, it's just so far behind on like uh, modern iOS, iPadOS. Fe- I always say iOS now; it's so <laughs> hard to say iPadOS. Uh, modern iPadOS features that uh, I, I just I couldn't keep using it. So I, I'm all in on Drafts. I, I love Drafts. I still use it to guide me through the process
0: of posting my podcast. I have a workflow that... It opens this web page. It asks me to enter the URL, and then it kind of walks me through the entire process and oh, okay. everything
1: I need to. So that's the nice. one thing I still use it for. Nice. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, that that's really nice. I don't know. Thinking back, it seemed like all the apps got updated pretty quickly. But honestly, if my memory is pretty bad. I don't remember to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it is really nice. I I do uh, really just like this hardware. The the flat
0: design and yes great in the hand
1: Uh, it sounds like this design is going to be what's going to be coming to the new iphone which
0: i am all for yeah which is great because i have the original iphone se and that's another cornered flat design and when i upgrade which we're here and we're getting a like the iphone 12 uh, it'll be a smaller face id phone than the um 11 pro which i've always felt the face id phones were just a tad too big so i'm glad they're making it smaller which will be yeah
1: Uh, See, I, and I'm all in on the, uh, the plus max, whatever the Apple naming, it's so bad. (laughs) I can't ever remember, but yeah, no, uh, um, I'm all in on the, the big, the big phone. And I, I kind of treat that as more of like an iPad mini. Yeah. And then that's like, uh, you know, like I run a lot of shortcuts and stuff from that. I don't really use my iPhone that much because a lot of my stuff can be done on an iPad and I spend most of my day sitting in front of an iPad.
0: Yeah. But I'm very excited for the flat design too. So it'll be, I think easier to grip in your hand without slipping out. And, yes. uh, I- and with the smaller size, they're already, um they've reduced the, they're taller phones versus the wider phones, So already they're a little bit more grippier Now making it squared off will make it even better for the grippiness, I think
1: yeah actually I don't use cases on my phone I don't own a case that will fit the iPhone 11 Pro Max Plus Double Time whatever it's called yep. I don't own a case for that phone so I'm all for making it grippier the only time that I ever feel a little weird about not having a case is when you go to Starbucks and you go through the drive-thru and you hand them your phone to scan the barcode thing I always feel like I'm going to drop it then that's the <laughs> only time I'm ever worried about dropping my phone but yeah. other than that I don't I don't use a case I do still wish Apple made a gold gold ipad pro but oh I, me I, too i did
0: go with silver and that does seem to be the the way to go for me at
1: least yeah my 11 is silver my 12.9 is space gray so i'm happy there but i would love it, it's funny the 2018 one was the year that i was like okay i'm actually gonna buy a gold ipad and then they didn't make one and i was like oh
0: yeah they got rid of bummer, bummer. They rid of bummer. Gold.
1: apparently that's not professional because professionals can't have fun yeah, I, I, yeah I, I know. I want a blue iPad. I want a blue or, like, a forest green, like, dark green or an orange iPad. I just want... Bring color. Color is fun. Bring color back.
0: Yeah. But I do like the kind of... You see the silver on the iPad Pro just looking at it. It's like a nice little frame, which I just find beautiful. Yes.
1: Yeah. And you know what? To be honest, I think the silver does look better than the space gray. Like, looking at them now together... I think if I could go back, I would get the 12.9 in silver, um, just because I think it looks a little better. I think it has a little more personality to it. Um, The Apple logo is mirrored and things like that, and it just looks good. And it's slightly nostalgic at this point. It's like, oh, the
0: original iPad, my old MacBook Air, they were silver (laughs) and Now the yeah. silver is kind of nostalgic, which is kind of funny.
1: Yeah, exactly. I I like the silver. I I don't know. We'll see what happens with the next iPads. I'm holding out for color, but you know, we don't even get color in the 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 expensive iPhone line, the big expensive iPhone line. You know, except right. the midnight green color. That's right. the only color Basically, you buy. get. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, come on. It's, just bring color back. It's so much more fun. So, did you opt for Apple Care?
0: Monthly with this new iPad because it'll also cover your keyboard and is that something you're you're you know, doing. Or?
1: I never get Apple Care. I never buy it. Maybe knocked on wood there. But I've never with any of my Apple devices bought Apple Care. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I've only I've only ever had I've had two issues with two Apple devices. My original MacBook Pro from whenever that was, it was one of the very first unibody ones. It was the first unibody one. So whenever that was, the hard drive died in it. They replaced the hard drive. That was great. And then on my iPhone 6S, I dropped it because, again, caseless. Only time I've ever dropped and cracked the screen on a phone. Yeah. this little crack in the top right corner. I took it in the Apple store. They said it would be 30 bucks to fix it, and they gave it to me for free. I have no idea why. It was before I was like... It was before. I think it was before I even did YouTube, so it wasn't like anyone knew who I was or anything. So it right. wasn't that. So I I don't know why they gave it to me, but uh, they've always been pretty great. So I I just I, I just figure don't. if I do battery
0: swaps every year or two, that that uh, pays for itself.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't hold on to my phones. Okay, let me back up a little bit. If I was buying my phone, I would probably hold on to my phone for like three years. But since my company buys my phone, I get a new phone every year because I'm the person that makes the technology decision, and then somebody else just gets my phone. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I, and, uh, I'm that person. Something I discovered in selling my old iPad Pro was
0: I remembered, oh, Apple offers for $99 uh, replacing your iPad to replace the battery, because they don't swap the battery, they just replace the whole device. So I... Comforted my buyer and saying, Oh, accurately, that if any blemish or anything looks weird, just swap the battery for 99 bucks and you get a brand new device. It's pretty sweet, huh? That is a really good deal.
1: I didn't know that. Hmm, yeah, because so. uh, my, my 2018 iPad Pro, it, it's, battery, it, its battery isn't bad, but it was yeah. definitely one of those things. Like, if I was doing a heavy LumaFusion edit, it I needed to be plugged into power or I would only get like an hour's worth of battery life. Right. And LumaFusion yeah. Luma isn't great on your battery, especially when you're editing 4K video. But uh, I, yeah, that's good to know. Maybe next time around, I'll do it. I yeah, don't know. if you have I like just, a minor just, screen blemish, it's like, oh, let me get that swapped
0: for 99
1: bucks. Yeah. I, I just, I don't... I just don't ever break devices. I'm I'm careful, I guess. I don't. I yeah, because the replacement cost it's like six hundred or something crazy. Yep. Yeah, it's it's it is expensive, and that was another reason why I bought an eleven inch iPad Pro was because if something ever was to happen to my twelve point nine, I need to have a backup. Like I need to have another device that I can use for YouTube and for my work and stuff like that. And also iPad OS thirteen beta. I don't know about you, but it broke me last year. Like trying to put together my iPad OS thirteen walkthrough video. Yeah. I think Uh, I installed uh, it on just one of my two
0: devices at first and waited until the very end until I installed it on my big iPad Pro.
1: Yeah, no, I I only had the one iPad Pro last year and that was miserable because it was the same iPad the same iPad Pro I was filming with iPad OS thirteen on it was the same iPad I was trying to edit my that video on, and that was miserable. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, Yep, not doing that again. So I bought this 11-inch one for a bunch of different reasons, and uh, I'm actually really happy with it. It's a great little tablet.
0: Yeah, I will say the 10 half inch iPad Pro, that's a solid device still. Yeah. The bezel on the, the sides are actually thinner than we get on the current generation. It's not uniform, huh. but it, they're tiny bezels on the, the side. It's kind of a remarkable design, the 10 half inch one. And it's kind of nice still having one fast old design iPad that's like, aw, that's... The old iPad design, I oh, don't
1: know. And fun fact: that generation of iPad Pros is the only iPad Pros that have HDR. They dropped that for the the Liquid Retina display once. Like, they oh, that's technically right. yeah. don't have <laughs> HDR. I don't think it really matters that much. No. Like, you're looking, you're watching a movie on at least a thirteen and a half, a thirteen inch display. Like, I don't think, it, I don't think it matters at that point. But, uh, yeah, that that one has HDR. This one, the new ones don't. Yeah. The internal upgrades to that
0: generation were awesome, like the yeah. pr- pro motion, all that good stuff. It was it was a good spec upgrade that year.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was a good. It was a good generation. I only had the twelve nine of that generation. I didn't have. I never have had the ten point five. Oh, that's just yeah. It's a delightful size, just because of the bezels and what they did with them.
0: Yeah, and the other thing I just want to say is uh, part of the reason I held off uh, as well is. We we're hearing about the the people getting bent iPads and stuff. I figured at this point they have well sorted out any production issues with making these things so
1: thin and straight. <laughs> I think I got asked that question at least once a week if my iPad was bent, and the answer was always no. And I, like I put my iPad in my backpack, like right. like it it's not it's not being coddled but it's yeah. not it's not in this you know it's not in like the most dangerous or i'm not purposefully bending it right i yeah. think a lot of that came from people like hey here's a thin piece of metal let's see if i can bend it oh it turns out you can bend it <laughs> and i think a lot of that became oh my gosh if i just look at it funny it'll bend so i i think that got really blown over yeah.
0: Yeah, I was initially a bit worried about new hardware generation. Sometimes they have some quirks, so I figured yeah. any quirks
1: in production are well gone at this point. The iPhone 6... Yeah, it was the iPhone 6 Plus had that same issue. Still to this date, the iPhone 6 Plus is the... Thi- the th- or the iPhone 6, Six is the yep. thinnest phone that Apple has ever made.
0: They've gone thicker and thicker a little bit every year, I
1: think. Exactly. Um, It's the thinnest phone they've ever made, and the 6 Plus had issue being bent. And I, I had one of those. I didn't have any issues being with it being bent. Uh, I might yeah, have I'd, put that phone in a case. That might have been the last phone I had in a case. I had the 6 Plus as well. Did, did yours bend? I don't think it did no i don't think so mine either i think that was the the last phone i had in a case because of that issue but after that i know the 6s because that's the one i cracked after that i start, started going caseless and then like you got to the 7 and i had a jet black 7 Whew, that yeah. is not that was a good looking phone right there. i'm so <laughs> upset i sold that phone that right there is probably my favorite looking iphone just yeah. because of like the the jet black, it was oh it was so oh, yeah, nice. I, I called first first it the Darth nice. Vader phone.
0: But yeah, I went from the six plus to the SE, and then I'll be going from the SE all the way up to the twelve. So I'll be jumping ahead the Jeez. I'll be jumping ahead two hardware designs of the six to six seven eights, and the um, ten elevens were kind of. I think we're getting a new another hardware refresh in that way. Just. So-
1: just the camera jump because the, the SE camera is the 6S camera, right? Yep. So, so you're going from a 6S camera to the 12 and like, and going from like, so I, I went 10 to 11. I skipped the 10S. Uh, that was a big camera jump for me. Like I can can't even imagine like the camera and like battery life like the battery life jump low. <laughs> like, it's like it's plugged like,
0: into a battery all day when I'm at work.
1: Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Uh that Cuz I
0: cause, yeah, I use it a lot during the day. Um streaming audio and stuff.
1: Oh yeah, I'm sure. Uh yeah, I I the that was that's actually my favorite feature about the iPhone 11 is just the battery life and the extra you get. I never see like the low power mode icon or the yeah. prompt anymore. Like it's And it's occasionally
0: really great. I'm outside, cold weather. It'll jump from like 80 to 10. It's like, oh, it's really cold outside. Yep. <laughs> That's what happens. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I'm super excited for... It's just like night mode. I've played around with that and some people's phones. And it's just so impressive what these cameras can do these days.
1: Yeah. yeah, it, I've gotten some really great photos from it. It's it's funny. I, I bought... This last year, I bought a Canon EOS R. It's Canon's mirrorless camera. And uh, I really like it. It's a really nice camera. I've gotten really into photography. But there's some photos that I've taken with my iPhone 11 that I'm like, wait which camera did I use to take that with and have to go look at the metadata? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and uh, the iPad camera, it is a lot better. But the whole story
0: about software making these images better, I feel like they put all the work into the iPhone sensor, so there probably could be a night mode for iPad, but they just don't want to put the work into it. So I wonder if you'll ever see them put work into iPad cameras' software at all.
1: I don't know. So from what I heard, the iPhone... 11 camera and the iPad and the current generation iPad Pros, those camera arrays aren't exactly the same. They're not, they're a little different. Yeah, they're a little different. So I don't know if that little different is night mode a little different. Like, if there's something hardware-wise that would prevent it, but also, like, maybe the LiDAR sensor. I I really don't know enough about how that works. But to be honest, I don't ever use my iPad as a camera. I, I just don't. Like, I don't. Yeah. I, it's too big. And, like, it's not, like... It's my best ca- It's my best camera, Chris, so I use it. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone says it's the best, you know, the best camera is the one you have with you. While I agree with that, like, 75% of the time, I will always re- Go and get my Canon camera first, and if I can't get my Canon camera, then I will go to my iPhone. Yeah, and I don't know why I wouldn't be able to like use my iPhone or to my iPad. So it, it's great for those that need it. I totally understand for like kids or something like like maybe they're wanting to get into video production or something like that. Like if somebody's wanting to get into video production, you could buy this one device, use the video camera or use the camera for, and like something like Filmic to film, and then LumaFusion to edit, and you have like your whole production suite right there. Like yeah. it's it's a great advice for that i just i don't ever see me using it for that because i have something yeah. better
0: it is nice i found like a portrait mode with that front-facing ones so that's fun to experience yeah
1: portrait mode's fun to play around with especially when you go into like the uh the what are they called the studio, studio thing? lighting yeah yeah the studio lighting yeah That that's that's kind of fun to play around with i know like when what was it was it was the iphone 7 that introduced portrait mode yep a lot of people like pulled apart that depth map a uh, depth map man i can't say that whatever you know what i'm talking about yep. and like there's a lot of interesting data and stuff in there that that was really cool and then lidar um i wonder if the document scanning
0: thing will start to use that in 14 if that would improve May- that at all?
1: I have no idea. I don't even know if it uses it or doesn't use it. I don't think it does to be honest. Like cuz yeah, I it I, seems to say basically from what I understand in order to take advantage of the lidar you have to update your app to ARKit version 3.5. Everything before that, it won't support it. But if you do update it to 3.5, I don't know if you get that for free like if like it just automatically just takes advantage of that. If it if that is the case I'm I'm guessing like Apple's Measure app and the scanning uh application was updated for i i just i don't know unfortunately yeah, the um, measure app is so awesome
0: now with lidar though i will say it, it's it seems pretty accurate i'm doing screen size uh diagonals and it's like oh that's pretty
1: accurate there that's one of those things like it burned me when it first came down came out like i used it to measure actually the apartment that i'm sitting in right now i used it to measure a bunch of stuff and it was off and so it's like now I just feel like I can never trust you. So like I always just grab my tape measure. Yeah. So and and I know I'm sure I'm positive that it's gotten better over the years. But it's it goes back to that thing that like it's a piece of tech that burned me once and it left me with that bad memory, that bad taste in my mouth. So I'm just I just don't want to use it.
0: Yeah, and I'm curious whether apps will start to use lighter. I've I've tested like a room scanning app and that seemed pretty neat.
1: But yeah, I'm curious where that stuff will go because I'm still thinking like we haven't seen the big AR thing. The like, glasses. Yeah, measuring's cool. Room scanning's cool. But, like, I still... I don't see... And Apple's Apple's deal is always like, oh, here's a gaming. Here's an empty table that you can do your, your right. AR gaming on. And I'm just like, nobody has an empty table sitting in their house. No. Nope. Even people's dining room tables are covered with something. I guarantee it. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't even have a dining room table. Like, and I, I just... I don't... I'm like... Right. I, I have my <laughs> desk... Like, but I'm not going to play AR games on my desk.
0: (laughs) I think that's it. What uh, what are you working on these days?
1: Uh, So I'm working on a few things. I'll I'll give you guys a little preview right now. I am working. So I started last month with like doing a new roundup series of like apps that have new apps, apps that have been updated and apps I've kind of just discovered. So I'm working on a video for that. I'm working, actually, I'm starting to work on my, like, how I podcast from an iPad video. Uh, a lot of people have been asking for that one lately. And I just, I've been putting it off because I don't think people understand how much money goes into it to do it right or how janky it is to do it jankily. Yeah. Uh, like that audio
0: it, interface, how much do those things
1: run? Like, my audio interface is 100 bucks, And okay, then, like, you've bad. got a Zoom audio recorder, which was, like, it, like new it's like 230 yeah. or something, yep, like, something that. like that yep. and then like my mic which i do not recommend any anyone starting off in podcasting get uh because i didn't even buy this mic for podcasting i bought this mic for my vo stuff for for my videos that that's a 400 hundred dollar microphone so it's like yeah. yeah i don't i don't i don't recommend anyone do this i like this is something i work towards so uh, i mean i might need to I don't know. I'm I'm going to work on I'm been working on that video, but I want to put together like an easy like starter kit essentially for people. Right, here's what
0: I do, but here's kind of the recommended kit.
1: Yeah, here's what I do. Don't listen to me, don't do what I do. Do this instead. So, I'm I've been kind of like looking at a few things that would be like my my whole goal is get started in iPad podcasting for under $200 minus the iPad. No, that's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. So, but I haven't quite gotten there yet. And the audio technical mic like we
0: talked about earlier is fantastic for that because it's got USB yes. and XLR, so you can have the best of both worlds.
1: Yes. And I and I honestly think I would recommend people like even starting off try and go with XLR because you do get like there is a massive benefit in going XLR over USB. Oh, okay. um, yeah. Yeah. But it, it's it does mean you have to have some other specialty equipment and yeah, basically like
0: that. how I use it I plug into the Zoom to do this kind of stuff that we're doing now. But if I need to do a quick VO like introduction, I'll just plug into the iPad
1: over the USB port and yeah. get that. So it's it's yeah, great. That's perfect for that. Yeah. I, I'd just say for like long spoken word things or if you're recording somebody singing or something like that. Like X L R is so much better than USB. Yeah. For audio stuff that is. Yep for sure uh the old good old analog signals (laughs) exactly like it's kind of like what i mentioned earlier like audio gear doesn't ever change like there might be new versions of stuff that come out with like fancier dials and stuff like that but audio doesn't change it's it's consistent i mean this the mic that i'm talking into right now i think was made in i don't even know but it it would this mic has essentially been around longer than i have
0: Uh, one final question so for screen capture the iPad do you find yourself using the built-in screen capture are you looking into getting an external box that is like an HDMI capture box that like gamers use these days
1: no the internal screen capture is fine especially because I can talk in what like I can talk Using my microphone into it, uh, record that audio and record the sound of the iPad. Like that's fine, but honestly, for a lot of my videos, I just film me now, like doing a top-down shot of touching the screen. Because I, what I was finding is people like that a lot more because they understand what I'm tapping on. Like, yeah, right. I know there's a mouse and stuff like that, but there's something just a little more personal about seeing somebody's hand tap on the screen. Yep. Um, so I've been doing that a lot. Typically when I do like screen capture stuff, it's for shortcuts, walkthroughs and stuff like that, just because those are a little bit easier because the, I, I can sit there and explain what this action is going to do and what we why we need to get this specific variable as opposed to, hey, just go to settings, general, dark mode or whatever.
0: Yeah, well, awesome. I love your videos and your Magic Keyboard review is fantastic. So everyone Thank check you. that out it'll be in the show notes thank you so yeah what, what is your channel and what's podcasts where should people
1: check you out um if you go to my website theuntitledsite.com site.com or you can go to the dot site links to everything are there uh, my youtube channel podcast instagram i've been doing some photo stuff over there all that stuff over there i, I may be having a new podcast launching here soon that is not tech related so if you oh, like me cool. as a person I, which I'd be very surprised if you do I'm just kidding <laughs> that that might be something that's coming out. I I don't know we, we're still finalizing some details so uh, it's like 5050 right now. very cool. Well yeah, thank you so much for your time. It's been great
0: chatting about match keyboard also other uh, great Apple stuff as well.
1: Awesome. yeah, thank you so much for having me on.
0: Well, that was my interview with Chris. Thanks again to Chris for his time recording this episode, and thanks to you for tuning in. Make sure to head on over to theuntitledsite.com to check out what he's up to, and as a reminder, head on over to patreoncom Pros to support this podcast. And with that, I'll talk to everyone again real we'll soon.